What's up, friend? So you're likely here because you're planning to introduce solids soon, or maybe you've already started baby lead weaning, and your little one is a solid eating machine, but you simply want to learn a little bit more about how to nourish them. Regardless of where you're at in your feeding journey, I think you'll find this episode valuable as I'm going to outline four ways you can use food to nourish your little bub in a way that is protective and helps to defend their health, and most importantly, help them to grow into their happiest, healthiest, strongest, and smartest self. Hello and welcome to Thriving Foundations Podcast, where we talk all about nourishing your little one from their very first bite and beyond. If you're a holistic, crunchy, or health-conscious mama, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Alyssa, and like you, I'm blessed to be a mother, but I also happen to be a licensed pharmacist who's obsessed with all things natural and holistic. That's right. I'm a crunchy pharmacist, and I've made it my mission to help you optimize the health and development of your little one through protective nourishment so they can grow into their happiest, healthiest, strongest, and smartest self. So if you're hungry for more, let's dive in. All right, so if you're starting solids soon and you're just like, I have no idea where to start, does it really matter what foods I start with? Can't I just feed my little one chicken nuggets and candy as long as it keeps them alive? Or if you're already in the thick of it and you're just like, I have been feeding the same foods day after day, which by the way, I've been there, done that, no shame at all. And you just want to learn how to feed your baby healthier, but you're just too busy chasing them around and changing poopy diapers to learn. Listen up, mama, because I have got something so very special for you. Regardless of where you're at in your feeding journey, if you want a more holistic approach to baby led weaning, or you simply want to learn more about how to nourish your little one and help them to grow into their happiest, healthiest, strongest, and smartest self, and you want a resource that provides organized, evidence-based information, then this is for you. Because I've received so many messages asking, when I'm releasing the program, I've decided to do a pre-launch and give early access to a limited number of people. Now, I've already opened and closed enrollment on through my Instagram page, but because I love you, <laughs> I will keep it open just for you. If you want to get your hands on this resource, follow the link in the show notes and make sure to use the code PODCAST100 for $100 off. Now, if you're indecisive like me, now is your chance because this deal is limited to the first 30 who enroll and once the course is fully launched, it will never be this price. So this is my way of saying thank you for being here and taking the time to listen to this podcast and hear my message when there are so many other podcasts that you could be listening to. And little Finn says thank you too if you heard that. I cannot wait to see how this changes the health of so many children, and I want yours to be one of them. And I want to mention that because I've been asked, I am not a dietitian or a nutritionist. I am a pharmacist, and I'm trained to understand different conditions and disease states, how they develop, and how medications can be used to manage and treat them. Although uncommon in pharmacy school, I was fortunate to have the opportunity during my professional training 
to study the role of food in specific health conditions and its function in health promotion and disease prevention. And this paved the way for a deeper understanding and appreciation for how we can use food as medicine. One of the most valuable skills I gained through my professional training and practice was the ability to critically evaluate research and studies. And this course is a compilation of all the research and information that I've gathered over the years, specifically with regards to feeding children. Imagine asking your holistically minded mom friend to share everything she knows about transitioning baby to solids. That's what this course is. It is not intended to serve as medical advice, nor should it replace the advice of your child's pediatrician or primary care provider. All right, all right, all right. Let's get on with the episode. So by now you've probably come to realize this podcast is not your traditional baby-led weaning resource and you're likely still listening because you appreciate a more holistic approach to health and nutrition. I'm guessing you're not the person who gave this podcast one star, but hey, that's okay. This message isn't for everyone. I know that. I know many people, especially a lot of healthcare professionals trained in our Western medical system, don't believe in or underestimate the power of holistic health and using food to prevent illness and disease. But you know what? That's okay. I believe in this message. I personally have experienced the power of food as medicine, so I won't stop sharing, even if I get those one-star reviews. I'm in this interesting position being a pharmacist who appreciates holistic health, and if I'm being honest, it feels pretty vulnerable. I have received personal messages, some of which were not very kind, uh, questioning the credibility of the information, and All I have to say to that is because just because it might not be mainstream or information that is taught in kind of our Western medical system, um, the education system, it doesn't mean that there's not research to back it up. There is so much research to support the information that I'm sharing in this podcast or I would not be sharing it. I'm very mindful about making sure that the information that I'm sharing can be backed up by research and studies. And regardless if it is mainstream or supported by kind of our governmental dietary guidelines, I try to focus on the science and the research that we have available because I think that that is truth. I think that that doesn't involve policy, it doesn't involve politics, it doesn't involve uh, bias because of money and industry, and that's what I believe in. So that just know that and know that I truly try to make sure that anything I'm sharing can be backed up, and I, I think that you should use this information as a, a starting point to do your own research. I believe in this 110% I believe that food is what we can use to truly change our health and if we as a society and culture and country understood and appreciated and respected the power of food I think that we potentially could be in a much different place in terms of our overall health as a society and the health of our children and especially when things like our current pandemic. We are so sick as a country that when something like the coronavirus comes through, 
we do have so many people that are so high risk because they're so sick. And the food that we have available, our food environment, is certainly not helping to boost our immune systems and build our bodies to be stronger. And working in the pharmacy industry, I have come to appreciate not only the power of medicine, but the power of food as well. We are able to cure simple infections that would otherwise lead to death with antibiotics. And so that is a situation in a case where medicine, modern medicine is amazing and such a blessing. And we're able to kill cancer cells with chemotherapy. But at the same time, I can't help but feel like we are missing an extremely powerful opportunity to support and defend our health. Um, And I feel like we are at the point of almost losing touch with our body's innate ability to heal and the important role food plays in that in defending our health and fighting disease. I work with too many parents who wish their children didn't have to take medication but that's simply the only option they were given. And I experienced this myself. I was diagnosed with an autoimmune condition called Hashimoto's when I was in college. And this is basically a condition where the body creates antibodies that ultimately destroy the thyroid gland if left unmanaged. And the doctor who diagnosed me simply told me at the time that there was nothing I could do and that eventually I would need to take a thyroid hormone Um, thyroid medication and that it was just no big deal. But what I didn't realize at the time and what that provider failed to mention is that once you have one autoimmune condition, your risk for developing more is greatly increased because your body is under a if your immune system is kind of turned on, um, it, to me, I see it as it's just a matter of time before you have other organs that are attacked. And so talk about discouraging. I remember thinking, but why is my body attacking itself? This isn't normal. I know there is potentially some genetic components, but it wasn't until years later that I learned about the importance of gut health and functional nutrition in treating and managing certain autoimmune conditions. And I think this was from my own personal experience of just feeling like I was let down and feeling like, you know, medicine is the only way. And I just, I didn't want to believe it. Um, and so that kind of set me on my journey to understanding more. And this, this frustrates me to my core because this is a perfect example of how our healthcare system that is based largely on prescribing pharmaceuticals is failing us. And I'm not saying that medicine is bad. I've talked about that, but I I think there's two main reasons for this. I think the first reason is we know that our visits with with doctors are now anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes on average. Uh, And this really just gives enough time to assess and diagnose and uh, prescribe. Uh, This usually doesn't involve um, getting to the root of the problem, unless, of course, there are many uh, amazing providers and practitioners that their their sole job is to kind of get to the root of the problem. And, and I think providers like that can have a wonderful place in our healthcare and can truly help to uh, help us to address our health at a deeper level. And then the second reason is we're not taught much about functional nutrition and functional medicine in 
uh, our pharmacy and medical and nursing school. We were just simply not. And so we can't, it's hard to be able to get to the the root cause of the issue or be able to make recommendations about, you know, how to use food as medicine, for example, if, if you're not taught that. So all this to say, I personally believe there is so much more to introducing solids than most baby led weaning resources cover. Yes, I will definitely dive into the common baby led weaning questions and concerns in future episodes, but I'm hoping these early episodes inspire you to take a more intentional approach to starting solids because I think it's important to approach this journey with intention um, as this is truly our window of opportunity. I think what, how, and when we introduce certain foods is much more important than if we cut the banana in the right size pieces. (laughs) And I don't know about you, but if I don't have a plan and I don't start something with intention, I usually just fall back on habit. There was a period of time when we started baby led weaning with my son, where I realized we had been feeding him chicken and carrots literally almost every day sometimes for lunch and dinner. (laughs) We were definitely not being intentional. And in order to be intentional, we have to learn as much as we can so we can make educated decisions rather than just going with the flow and doing what, you know, what everyone else does or what we see on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, because normal is boring. (laughs) Let's be, let's be extraordinary. Let's set our little ones up for a strong, thriving health. And I know it's so easy to to get caught up in the business of life and just feed our children whatever is easy and convenient. But if we want to help them, help to prevent our children from developing diseases and acute ailments, and we want to help them be as healthy as they can so that they don't get sick, then it's important to understand the role food plays in their health, especially during these early years, because this is our window of opportunity. All right. So in the last episode, I talked about what I believe to be the biggest myth. I said that we should be feeding our little ones in a way that is protective. What is protective nourishment? Simply feeding our little ones foods that protect, defend, and build up their health while also providing them with all of the nutrients their body needs to help them grow into their happiest, healthiest, strongest, and you guessed it, smartest self. I like to think about this like the three little pigs. What happened to the when the big bad wolf came and tried to blow their houses down? The pig that built his house with bricks was probably sipping coffee and reading a book and didn't even blink an eye. He had a strong foundation that allowed him to weather any storm. And that is our goal with protective nourishment, to build a strong foundation for our little ones So by the time they go to daycare or school, their body and immune system is so strong and ready to handle anything. So there are four main things that we should consider that I believe are the the four elements of protective nourishment that are the most important. All right, the first one is maximizing digestibility and optimizing gut health. So this is one of the four elements because gut health is so 
incredibly important and something that I think we often overlook. So according to the Pediatric Gastroenterology and Clinical Nutrition, they say in quote, the primary cause of infection is not due to the presence of unfriendly bacteria, but is actually due to the insufficient friendly bacteria. So we know that our gut is our first line defense from the outside world. Anything when our little ones are eating dirt or playing with something, Everything that goes in their mouth uh, doesn't necessarily just automatically make us sick because we have kind of our, our army of defense, which is the microbiome. It's this beautiful, complex system that is part of our body's defense and our immune system. And so we talked about the importance of gut health in the last episode, uh, but we've almost forgotten, especially right now with the pandemic going on, that microbes and bacteria and viruses are not necessarily bad and they don't always make us sick. Uh, Another interesting thing is the research has shown the kinds of bacteria that baby is exposed to during the early years, those building up the gut flora actually influence their risk for developing certain conditions later on, such as allergies, eczema, asthma, ADHD, learning disabilities, the list goes on. And basically all this comes down to is how are we building up our little one's gut health and their army that lives inside their gut of those good microbes? Because this is so, so important. We know that our babies are constantly exposed to germs, um, but whether or not they get sick doesn't depend on their exposure alone, but their gut health plays a huge, huge role. So that is why I believe Building up our gut health, maximizing digestibility is one of the most important elements of protective nourishment, making sure that we're feeding our little ones food that supports this from their very first bites. So they have the strongest start so that they, as they continue to grow, they are just so strong. All right, the second one, maximizing nutrients. Obviously, we know nutrients are important not only for brain development and uh, bone growth and uh, helping our little ones to adequately and optimally grow. Um, but there, there are studies that show vitamin D, for example, potentially can reduce the risk for RSV, colds, flu, influenzas. So this isn't necessarily surprising. We know that vitamin D and, and vitamin A um, and vitamin C, we know that these vitamins play an important role in supporting our bodies natural defense against sickness and and illness. And so uh, that's just one example. And I think this is something that is not talked about a lot, but it is something that we can take into our own hands as parents and ensure that our little ones are getting sufficient amounts of these. And this is, of course, not to say that if you give your child vitamin D, that they'll never get sick. That's not the point here. That's not at all, you know, any claim I'm making in this entire podcast and in the course, it's not if you feed your child these foods and these nutrients, your child will never, ever get sick and never develop anything. Of course, um, that's that's not true, but we can greatly impact our child's risk and reduce their, uh, you know, if they do get sick, reduce the severity of the sickness or how long it lasts um, by just supporting their body. Our bodies are made to fight illness and disease for the most part. 
Of course, there are always certain illnesses and diseases that uh, are a little bit more complex, but, you know, your, your typical flus and respiratory illnesses, uh, we can support our bodies to help them weather these storms. All right. The third component of protective nourishment is minimizing toxins. There are ingredients in our food that are so prevalent, everything from glyphosate and different preservatives and sugars that are not serving our children well, especially our babies. These are these are things that are actually harming our children. And it's important to be mindful about the foods that they are in because they're in pretty much everything. (laughs) If you go buy peanut butter and waffles and granola bars and cereal, every single one of those that I just mentioned likely has sugar or glyphosate to some degree in it. And so if we want to be minimizing our children's exposure to these, just being mindful about the foods that they're in. And some other areas to consider when trying to minimize our the toxic burden we place on our children is the types of feeding utensils that we are using, food storage containers, and even the water that we are drinking. These can all be sources of toxins. And then the last element of protective nourishment is boosting immune health. So there are certain foods, we know this, that are not only supportive to our immune system because of the vitamins and the minerals that they contain, but there are other foods that have uh, immune boosting properties that can help our our bodies naturally overcome certain ailments, uh, diseases. There's even some research that's looking at certain foods and their role in helping to manage or treat cancer, which is so incredible. Uh, I don't know a lot about that yet. I just came across a few studies recently. And so that's something that I'm definitely excited to dive into, but just incredible. Our bodies are beautifully designed. Our bodies have tumor suppressor genes that basically tell cells when to stop dividing or when to die. And we have these to basically prevent cancers from growing, for example. And it's just, it's so cool to know that the the food that we eat and the food that we consume and feed our little ones can influence our gene expression. And as a mom, I, I step back and ask myself, are, are there foods that I can feed my son that can help promote his optimal growth and development and function and promote the the body's natural defense against cancer, for example? And are there foods that when consumed promote the development of cancer or put him at higher risk of cancer, for example? And as a mom, I want to know that. I want to know how food might be playing into that because Every single one of us as, as parents want that for our children. And I think the first step in, in doing that and supporting our children is learning how food plays a role in, in our children's risk for these um, diseases and cancers. So I think it's important to approach this journey with intention because this, as I said, is truly our window of opportunity. And I think it's 
also important for us to be intentional uh, because our current food environment is is truly setting our children up for a life of compromised health. And I know that many people would uh, argue against that, but look at where we are. We have the sickest kids. You cannot deny that. We have the sickest kids and something is not working. And I, I can't help but feel like a large part of our food industry I know this is a strong statement, but has contaminated our food. And by by that, I just mean we have every single thing has sugar in it. The amount of grain products and, and other foods that have glyphosate and have these other ingredients and these other additives that our children do not need. Uh, but the amazing thing is there are still companies. There are still farmers that care and I personally was connected with a farmer who is local here um, near my hometown, just hours, a few hours away. And we were emailing back and forth and I, I literally never thought I would cry over food, but I got an email and he was answering a bunch of questions and he, he was just talking about, for example, people had, had asked if their food is organic and he described how they claim it to they claim it is beyond organic <laughs> because there's a lot uh that goes into uh, certifying food as organic and it doesn't necessarily mean that um you're not doesn't necessarily mean it's the highest quality I'll just say that so it was just incredible reading how and realizing how much he cared about the food that he was creating and that's kind of the first time that I I realized the beautiful energy that can go into making food. Um, I feel like we've gotten so out of touch. You know, it's so easy for us to just drive to the drive to the supermarket and buy something off the shelf that's been mass produced in a factory, factory farmed, whatever. And I just think that it is incredible that there are still farmers out there. There are still companies out there that, that truly care about making high quality food products. Um, and I think that as a parent, those are the those are the companies and the farmers and the people that I want to support and I want to obtain our food from because I just feel like it's so pure. And because I want to share this with you, if you follow me on Instagram um, and message me or email me, Alyssa at thrivingfoundations.org, I will personally help you find local quality food. There are some wonderful... Um, uh, websites that help connect people with local farmers, likely probably just in the United States, but I would love to try and connect you, at least try my best. Um, so uh, connect with me, Thriving Foundations on Instagram. I will link it in the show notes or email me, Alyssa at thrivingfoundations.org. I'll also link the email in the show notes and I will help you if I can, because I think that a lot of a lot of people don't realize how easy it might be to actually connect with a farmer. We get most of our food now. I mean, everything from, you know, frozen raspberries and apples and, you know, real food, <laughs> your your farm food, chicken breasts and eggs and all that sort of thing. Um, and our the farm is like four hours away, but we have a drop site that's literally three minutes from us. So um, I think you might be surprised how uh, how easily accessible it actually is. And you might even have somebody near you. So please, if you're interested and you want to find uh, local quality food, uh, definitely reach out to me and I will do the best I can to try and connect you.
All right, that wraps up this episode. If you found it valuable and you believe in this mission to help change the health of our children, please share this podcast with another mom, another dad, someone who you think would appreciate this more holistic approach to this this new exciting time of transitioning our little ones to solid foods. I would so very much appreciate that. And I would love if you would connect with me on Instagram. And if there are certain topics that you would love for me to talk about in future episodes, just send me a message. Let me know. Don't forget to check out the link in the show note to take advantage of the pre-lunch deal that won't last long and snag your spot in my holistic baby led weaning course. Remember, your child is like a blank canvas and you have the power and the duty to create a beautiful work of art to help them grow into their happiest, healthiest, strongest, and smartest self. Hey guys, I hope you enjoy this episode. Please remember for legal purposes, the information presented in this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. It's not meant to be used to diagnose or treat any medical condition or replace the advice of a physician or trusted medical practitioner. Please see your healthcare provider before starting any new health protocol or implementing any of the information in this podcast. Some of the views and information shared might not be widely accepted by the medical community and may be considered complementary, functional, alternative, holistic, or integrative medicine and may not be endorsed by governmental guidelines or aligned with governmental institutions. You're encouraged to consult other sources and make independent judgments to determine what is best for your child.